Cheers. Cheers, Cheers man. mate. All right. This is really good, actually. Right? I didn't know that they sold this. You can get this just almost anywhere. Not, I don't want to say anywhere, but here. I don't have to, like, special order in or anything like that. Bedmo. Bedmo has it. Um, Whole Foods has it. Uh-huh. Mo got that. And some of your good liquor stores will have it. Nice. <clears throat> I like that a lot. Okay, so what are you looking at? Looking at the pin collection? Yeah. L.A. Kings, Notre Dame, Dodgers. Those are all my teams. You should take your clothes off in here. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It does say clothing optional. I mean, I don't even know why we try. I just like your man cave. It's not bad, huh? It's gone through, actually, it's gone through a few incarnations. Uh, When we first moved in. Wait, you like like Star Wars? (laughs) It's okay. I just collect it for the shit. Because it's because it's worth money, yeah, exactly. It's just a poser thing. That's all. So it's the man what? who has a hipster <laughs> fucking TV. <Are> <laughs> <laughs> do do hips do hipsters have crown of <laughs> crowns of thorns on their heads? <laughs> That's the new thing, hipsters. Put crowns of thorns on your head. It's not cool unless you bleed from your head. It's authentic, bro. Uh huh. Exactly. How dare you not wear a crown of thorns while you're drinking your Pabst Blue Ribbon? These are really comfortable. Are yeah, you know what? They're really not bad. I, I had never really heard of that brand until I started looking up uh, equipment and um, the soundboard, um, the uh, headphones, uh, and I think one of the other the other headphone um, hub things, all from Behringer. So thank you, Behringer, for providing us. Uh, yeah, shout out. Absolutely, shouts out to Behringer right here. This sounds so. We're like. We sound so professional. It's pretty good, huh, man? It's Your pretty voice good. Sounds good on the radio. Yeah, well, yours too. It, it's it's like the Rogan rules. You you got to keep a, a fist a fist space away from the mic. It's perfect. Actually, you could probably get closer, but that's perfect. There we go. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, he so really like they really are close though. There you go. And that is. You, there you, you go. think about like NPR. Yeah. You ever watched like how they record that? No. Not only do they have this. Uh-huh. <clears throat> But everything's um, in a soundproof room. Like they're in like these foam booths almost. It has the egg crate. So yeah. soundproof. So yeah. They're like very much like this because there's no surrounding noise. I actually thought about getting that. They don't have to modulate because there's so much. Like sometimes I'm like, yo, emote. I dare you to be like, this is great. I don't even think in today's <laughs> podcast you, you need the egg crate stuff. The, the, the equipment is so good, you don't even need that anymore. So. I believe you. F you, eight crates. <laughs> Suck it, eight crate. Well, in your garage is pretty. Oh yeah, we're at two. But I, I was actually thinking about doing it to the back of the door itself, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if that would ever make sense. Not well, enough to jam the. When if... we start our garage band, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Need that for the soundproofing. If we're talking about the video game, right? <laughs> 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 Yo, um. I'm sad Steve couldn't be here. I know, me too. But that that's okay. I mean... He has really glorious hair, so I have... He really does. Jeez, I want to know what, what type of shampoo he uses. I don't think he does. That is like... That is some like... It flows. It like waves. I could drown. I don't think he's... Um, I can drown in that hair. If I remember right, he's not what we refer to as a bather. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like that, actually. I think Cora gets a bath once a week. Right. Or every... Or like twice a week. Mm-hmm. And then... Hey. I'm cool with that. He doesn't smell, so I want to know his secret because I don't like mm. to use product, 
but I smell a lot. So, like, I'm kind of forced to use product sometimes. I'm lucky I'm not a very smelly human. <laughs> See? Unless I've really I want to know you guys' secret. What the hell's going uh, on with that? Genetics. Damn. We're white. Ah, I'm half. I'm half. So that's why I'm half smelly. No, I smell, but not very often. I'm lucky I'm not a very You don't. I, I will say, person. like, like it, it, I would be honest with you. You don't smell at all. I, no, I've never No shower today. Nothing. Wow. No deodorant either. Dude, I would imagine you. I would imagine you were just showered like usual, and no. I take a break Damn on the it. weekends. I give my body a break. I love it's not that. Good for you. Oh, I love that, day. dude. But I see, when I work, I shower. I agree. I totally agree with that. And and I don't mean to sound hippy dippy about that, but I totally agree with the whole. You're not really supposed to put shit on your your body every day. What are you doing? What are we doing to ourselves? We're actually not supposed to be taking as hot a shower, but I'm never not going to. Really? Okay. It's supposed to be like warmish. Okay. And then you're supposed to use like you know Toms and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd rather use Mrs. Myers, where at least I smell clean. I does Mrs. Myers make like like body wash or any? I don't think they do. Do they? They would take my shut up and take my money. Take my money. I love their hand soap. I love their dish soap. I love everything about Mrs. Myers. Why don't you make the body wash? Do you think that we could have Mrs. Myers sponsor us? Oh, I'll just give shout out to them until they give us product. Hmm. I think that's an idea. I'm with that. Okay. Okay. Bake it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you acquire all this on the Amazons? I did actually. Yeah. yeah. The internet is an amazing. It's Wait. phenomenal. I got all this equipment in like two days. Can we unplug this and be like wireless? Why uh, are we charging? No, this? because yeah, it well it it the mic still has to be powered, and the, hence the USB stuff. Yes, word. Yes. So we do need power through that one. I but, really um, appreciate all your hard work under this. This is really well. Dope. You know, man, like it's one of those things where, um, I, I, like I was telling your wife, uh, Monique. Amazing individual. She's um, all right. <laughs> we don't like to tell her that. Um, I had an internet radio show a long time ago, and it went for almost four years. So I got a decent amount of experience. I've also been in radio for ever since I graduated college. Like oh, wow. Over 15 years ago now. You old. Duh. But, uh, you know, that that's the, those are the great things that you take with you is that the experience and the know-how of how to do certain things. And now that podcasting is so huge, um, it was almost like a no-brainer to me. So when I got the soundboard, I almost knew exactly what to do, um, just plugging in everything and, and finding a place for it and, and customizing the setup. And this is kind of the setup that I envisioned. So uh, I, I hope it's to all of our liking and Obviously, we have another mic, too, for a guest if we want. Even when all three of us are here, I have a fourth mic somewhere. So if we want to bring in a guest, again, it's it's all... So what we want to do is just bring attention to the dads, the dads out there um, giving all of us not just due credit, but just sharing our stories, too. It's, it's one of those things where dads today are... We're just now kind of getting our niche and getting our groups together, kind of like a lot of mom groups are there. We're starting to just clue in to unfuck ourselves, really, in the grand scheme. Like, there, it's, it's a, a dads more today are more involved than they have, in my personal opinion, than they ever have been. 100%. And so, like, there's things that I do as a dad and that you do as a dad that our dads would like their heads would explode if we were to say, this is what we do. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, yes. <clears throat> and I like it like that whole like when we went 
down to Steelcraft. I think about that a lot. It really okay. actually bothers me. Like, and I think about it more. I think it bothered Steve too. I think about it a lot. Okay. Like a lot, a lot. Like, and I think Steve and I had a very same reaction. Like, if this was our wives doing the same thing, no one would have said anything. But because it was all a group of men, right, being dads, just doing our job, like being a, a co-parent and being a partner to our wives. People were like applauding us, and that speaks to a greater epidemic in the grand scheme. You're right, and you're not exaggerating. We got applause. Applause. We got people cheering us just because we were a group of dads with our kids with no wives. Right. So it's almost like, what the hell is wrong with that? But what the hell is right with that? I don't know. I I guess... I guess I, I don't know if it's like a selfish part of me, but I, I actually like I enjoyed that. I did too, but then like but when you stop to think about it more, the norms like it shocks people that uh I watch my kid for half the day. Like that 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 I co parent and mm-hmm. then I help out and then, then I go off to work. Right. And then we switch off, like we tech team, like you're in, you know, we pass the baton exactly. as it were. Exactly. And people are like they don't like I don't I don't think that that's weird, but when I speak to people about it, they look at me. They're like, "Oh, you do that? Oh, wow!" And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, I like my kid. He's really great." <laughs> you know? Right. Well, I, I also I also think I also yeah I know, I am uh, I'm still lightweight in this one. I'm nursing it. Failed med school. All right, we can cut that part out. Failed med school. <laughs> <laughs> um. <sighs> I, I, I think it's all it I guess I don't think I wasn't as a not, I don't want to say upset or bothered by it because I think our culture, our Western culture and society is still in transition of being used to for sure the dads just not it's and it's it's not a part of owning up or or oh you're stepping up and you're being a dad no 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 it's not a it, take out the stepping up part it's just being a, a dad. dad and we are still getting used to men just being out there and being dads and this is a part of being dads we're being very responsible it was a group of what maybe eight of us eight to ten of us with our kids yeah something like that and um. It, it it's almost like it was like a social experiment where I kind of wasn't shocked that we got certain reactions. I I am a I don't think about things always fully through. Like, does it make sense? Like, I don't um, I don't go. Well, what if happens? Like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna embark on this. And yeah. These could be the potential outcome. I don't always dwell on those, and so I just get I didn't really think about it, and. Just because it's our life, and most of the dudes that were in Bradley, we all are very similar. And so I guess it's because of the men that I have associated with and that I surround myself with are very similar. And so it's easier to just go, it's a norm, but you don't think about it until you're out of your setting and you're out of your element, as it were. Right. And so it's, it's, it just caught me off guard. And, like, I even had a person at work tell me the other day, they're like, I always forget that you're, like, a full-fledged dad. Like, you're not just, like, like you're a dad-dad. Like, you're a hands-on dad was kind of the gist of what I got. And I think that's just how it should be, right? Like, am I oversimplifying no, it? No, like, I, I th- and see, 
that's almost to my point is where I think a lot of people that maybe if it's because they don't have kids or they don't understand what uh, the parenting culture is today, we always kind of think of the traditional parenting structure to where mom basically does 80 to 90% of everything and his dad, dad is just there for support. Dad He's is there when like he... the dis- in my house and probably like yours. Dad was the uh the final say. Yes. So when the shit hit the fan per se, we'll wait till your dad gets home. That was kind of how dad was and dad like my dad was I make the money, you do everything else, woman. That's exactly what my household was like. That's just weird. Yeah. It was. And um but I think the great thing that came out about that is that we had those experiences as kids so that we kind of, uh, I guess, flipped the script on our parents and said, no, we're not going to run our households like that. Are you nuts? Right. This is going to be a balanced environment. It's going to be more of a democracy. Um, and a team. There's going to be days there that, we go. that you don't get to step up. There's going to be like, you know, you just getting off over a cold. Yes. And so you weren't Rick at 100%. And so Amanda had to be a little bit more. And, you know, there's days that I can't hold him as often because my back hurts. And we're we're a team. Exactly. I don't know about your dad, but, like, definitely my dad was not a man to – he acknowledged my mom at dinner. Oh, thank your mom for this amazing dinner. But that was about it. My dad was kind of like a halfie, I like to say. Like, he's a great man. Yeah. In a lot of ways, but then there's a lot of ways it was a real bummer, as all of us. Like, there's lots of things that are great about us, and there's lots of things that are probably aren't. I'll are you uh, are you still close to him? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, close enough. We have a weird relationship. See, He's my that, stepdad. Okay. But, like, he, like my actual bio- biological parents are passed away. Oh, really? Yeah, they're both dead. Oh, wow. And, and that's kind of what we were talking about last week, about our childhood upbringings and how that kind of... M- I don't want to say molded us into who we are today, but just... But it for sure did, didn't it? Absolutely. So where, how did you start? Where did you start? What type of family setting did you grow up in? Ooh, give me two shakes. Done. All right. All right. Getting back to... Rogue One is on. So, oh, John Carter and Nuggets and Trailblazers, which is more of a disaster? All right. I can't pause and crop this, can I? I won't. Check, 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 check. Much better. Check, check, check. Is that ha, top, top, top? Oh, that. Check, check. Well, I don't know. That's going to be. That's probably fine. I'm going to do much more than that. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> Only got an adder, though. Check, 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 check. Check, 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 check. Oh, yeah, that doesn't really matter. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not surprised. I checked him when he went to the re- when you went to the restroom. Oh, I'm not surprised. 
he's he's using the facilities. No, like what did they set up anything? Oh no, he he's almost he's done with that one. That's empty, oh. and that's his new one. Oh, drained. <clears throat> oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Y'all cook the meat after this. started oh okay well wait no just uh, not started in the grill started soaking got it oh, i get sick i see she makes hard don't get don't get i i understand <laughs> ditto 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 i want to clip 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 check check Chug, chug, chug. All right. Much, much, much better. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Still not clipping. Crucified. Oh, and then being super sarcastic. Uh, the, <laughs> look, look at the, the three nails oh, of his cheese. Crucificate. Uh, what is the sur- black holding or covering? Uh, crown of thorns. Uh, I was super religious when I started getting tattoos, oh. but I was never raised religious at all. Oh. <coughs> you were not a god squatter. What's that? I bought Rick that Last Supper photo. Yeah, that's a good one though. I like the play in the Last Supper. So those crack I, me those up. Are like, I never get mad at those. The dogs playing uh, poker. I, I fuck with all that. Yeah, I think it's funny. All right, well, you we know who? You know who has the best, hmm. the best idolatry though? The cat lickers, bro. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so my dad called of them. Of course, he the, grew cat, up the cat lickers. Yeah. Cat licker. Never heard that one. I know. I've seen you lick a cat, you weirdo. <laughs> All uh, right. I have to have a certain amount of. Well, there's certain terpenes in certain strains that make me want all of the junk food. Hmm. So. Yeah, by and large, I don't crave candy. Really? I am a snacker, though. I like chips. I love chips. I'm flavoring. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I grew up in the suburbs, man. I grew up in the suburbs. Where was that? Simi Valley, California. I'm a California kid through and through with a brief exit. But uh, I had a pretty boring burb life outside of my parents but you said earlier that and not to bring this up again but your paternal parents had already passed away they passed away when i was an adult like much oh. like they've only been like i guess my dad's been my mom's been dead 10 years almost 10 years and my dad has been gone for i think eight okay but you were raised by them not my fraternal parents. Okay. No, my uh, m- the only father <clears throat> that I know of, like growing up with, is my stepdad. And uh, my family was fairly blue collar. My dad worked in construction. My mom was uh, for a majority of my life she w- worked at a pharmacy, and then she had other odd jobs. But my parents ran a theater company. Really? So I was actually legitimately raised in the theater. My, even my dad, my biological father, excuse me, 
<coughs> my biological father um, was not an actor, but he was a techie. <coughs> he uh, would build sets and was great with his hands and things like that. And so my biological parents had a, a theater company at one point, well before my, where I came into play. Mm-hmm. And then um, shortly after I was born, my parents separated because my dad threatened to murder me. Wow. And so my dad was a raging alcoholic. And like by raging, I mean raging and he came home it was around christmas time and he came home and he had there was two doors that we had we had a a front door and a a side door and the front door was locked so he had to walk around 10 steps 10 feet to the second door which set him into a mood and where he came in and proceeded to destroy the whole house tore the Christmas tree down. From what I've been told, I obviously wasn't old enough. I was two. Which, of course, him making noise woke me up. I started crying, and my dad threatened me. And so my mom left. And that's how I was originally born in San Luis Obispo. And I lived, I think we lived in somewhere up there. And we moved to see me. My mom after that, and my brother stayed with my dad. And I was essentially raised in the theater. They owned a theater company. And instead of families who go on vacation, our family did theater. Not by our kid, the children's choice, of course. So, yeah. Uh, Pretty boring burb life. (laughs) Until I left. I left, you know, graduated and... I had a, a woman at the time, and <clears throat> she got pregnant, mm-hmm. and that's what led me out of Simi. How old were you? I was 19 when she got pregnant. I was, or no, I'm sorry, I was 20. I was 21 when he was born. And then I left, I left the following December to join the Navy. Why did you join the military? Because my oldest son has cerebral palsy. And at the time, well, no, even still now, uh, I'm not scholastic. I'm not a stupid man, but I'm just not, school's not my jam. And so I needed benefits and I needed security. And uh, I had seen a documentary on the John F. Kennedy being made on TLC when TLC was still a learning channel. Wow. Because that's almost... Uh, that I actually, if I would have stayed in, I would have retired this December. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you went into the military to provide a better life for your son specifically. Right. Because there was no... The military doesn't care about pre-existing conditions. They don't care about that stuff. And, and, and as long as you can hack it, essentially. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, I don't think that 
like Monique's, my wife, yeah. Monique's mm-hmm. brother, wanted to join the military so, so bad. And he would have been great for it because he has that, uh, I'll do what you tell me. But he's allergic to so many things. And then like, mm-hmm. there's people like me who are like, I didn't take it seriously and I kind of wish I would have. Not kind of. I wish I would have taken it a little bit more seriously and I wouldn't have. And <coughs> and, but I feel good about my service and the respect that I didn't do four. I did seven and a half. I went to Iraq. Like I did the whole thing. Like, yeah. And being a Navy guy going to Iraq is kind of ridiculous. Like it, but it was also kind of rad. Like, I had it. Rad's a, a stretch because I just like slang, but <laughs> I had it really good. I almost, I actually feel guilty about how great I had it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of ridiculous, but I remember being like five or six, and my stepdad was giving me a bath, and he was, my dad would he would go over Shakespeare at bath time. True theater dad. Like a true theater dad. Like there was a time in my existence that I could recite Shakespeare. Oh my goodness. And I was too young to even give a crap and I'm too old to even give a crap still. But you know what I mean? Like, like it's, I don't care about it, but yeah, like my family, we have, I had never been on a vacation. I had never been on a vacation with my family. Ever. A true vacation. Wow. I'm sorry. It's Darth Vader. Um, In the back to bath. I'm so sorry. Sorry, sorry. I'm going to turn this thing off. I'm not sorry. So, true vacation. Never done it. Uh, the As an adult by myself or with my ex-wife or with Monique now. Like... But, like, the whole family? Never. The only time we ever went anywhere as a whole family was one time. I think I was, like, I guess I was in high school. So I was about 15, 16, maybe. I might have been younger. And we went from Simi to uh, Walnut Creek and uh, did Thanksgiving with my aunt and uncle. That was, and my brother was already living in Oakland at the time, so he just met us. But yeah, that was the only time, like, Barrier was the only family trip, Hmm. per se, we ever went on. Wow. I went camping with my brother and my dad once, but we just, we weren't that family. So you just went camping, though, recently with your family. family. My family. Your wife, your son. What does that mean to you? I mean, really, like, let's just look at it like, like a simple way. It's a nice, simple way to recharge your battery. And so for me, it's a chance to get out of, quote, unquote, the city. We use that term a little loosely, but still. Um, and to just be away from our own element and to get into a new element. And to experience something different, you know? And, you know, 
get to sit by a campfire every night and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like just simple things that's different than your day to day routine here. And what about in comparison to the way you were raised? Well, I actually asked my dad about it recently because I was irritated. I thought that it was kind of dumb, especially when I found out how cheap camping is. Camping is... Okay, use that term loosely. Camping is cheap <laughs> once you already have the junk. The, the initial junk is the gear can be the, the pricey part. Sure. But if you're doing it smartly, it's not that pricey, and it's cheaper than the grand scheme of paying for three tickets and going to an all-inclusive, which, don't get it twisted, is amazing and fun, and I look forward to that. But I also look forward to the simplicity of it. Like you said, the recharging of the battery. Do you really get a recharge of the battery when you go to some random resort or a theme park or anything like that? Right. In my opinion, no. You you get a little stressed out about everything. You want to make sure everybody's having a good time. And you get so caught up in the moments to where when the trip is over, you're like, oh, geez. I I didn't get any sort of release or relaxation at all. Where's camping? I will attest. Every time I've been camping, I feel exactly the way you described it. You get some sense of it's a reset. It's, it's just like, a reset on everything. It's like instant gratification almost, as it were. It, it's, uh, yeah, am I getting a little old? Should I be sleeping on a, an air mattress on the ground? Maybe not, but it's so fun. And to see like how juiced he was when he woke up, and he's like, where are we? What's going on? Like, he hears the birds chirping. and <clears throat> It's amazing. And, you know, him playing with dirt and sticks and rocks and whatnot. Excuse me. Um, it's so it's so easy to me, and it's <laughs> we did. It was pretty funny though. Like we're like those cliche new parents. Like we had we have like extra everything, and we planned on this. And my wife is a planner, as you know, and mm-hmm. and so. <laughs> so <laughs> Like, she bought outfits for him that we didn't even use. Like, because we thought it, it, according to Google, it was supposed to be cold. Uh-huh. So we got all this cold weather gear stuff, and it was warm as hell. <laughs> so, like, it was a moot point. But better be prepared than not. I got that Boy Scout life on. Yeah, exactly. See? Yeah, you do. I'd rather be prepared than go, oh, mm-hmm. if only we had this. Absolutely, man. And you know that, too. So... To sum it up, you being a dad today versus how you were brought up, what you want to teach your son, I guess, you know, and, and the point of this podcast is how how different do you want it to be for your son or are you trying to make it different Um if so, how are you trying to make it different? Um, is, it, is it just the subtleties? Is it just just going through the motions and being a dad? And I don't mean that in just the regard of like, you know, you, you, you come home and you sit on the couch and you just, you know, you're there just for support. I, I mean, 
you're a dad because you're a dad to be a dad. You are there on on the front lines, and we're we're all doing what we need to do and what we but what we want to do as dads. And um, so I guess I want to get your take on maybe dads of the yesteryear 20, 30 years ago versus dads today and how you compare yourself to both. Well, honestly, like I would say that I compare myself to my dad a lot and it's not always, it's not genuinely positive. So my real father and I did not have a relationship much up until I was about 18, and even then it was a little dicey to say the best, say the least. And my stepdad and I had a tumultuous relationship because of my mother. My mother kind of got in the way there. However, if I'm going to compare myself to my, my two role models as dads, I'm crushing the game. And I'm not, and it's not even a competition. It's just like I literally have done more dishes in Joaquin's eight-month life <clears throat> than my dad did my whole entire life. He was very much a do as I say, not as I do. I, the golden rule is a very important thing to me. And so I treat people how I want to be treated. And I expect things from someone that I would be willing to do myself. So if I ask someone to do something, I'm not going to ask my children some to do something that I would not be willing to do if they were not there. And I just, I had a very, I guess in my opinion, and I also think that that could be with a grain of salt. I have a little bit, we all remember things a certain way. And I'm not saying that my memory is perfect, but what I would like to do is just different than what I had. And I think it's comparable, like comparison to 20 years ago to now, because I had a kid at 20 and I had a kid at 40. Uh, at 20, I wasn't ready. But when are you ever ready at 20? And at 40, we opted for this. So at 20, right. I was told, guess what? I'm pregnant. I got you. It's almost polar opposite. Almost night and day. Yeah. And I, it's pretty exciting to even feel these things because people go, oh, didn't you feel this? And I felt shitty. And I'd be like, yeah. But I was lying. But you I felt like a bad person because that wasn't true. Right. And so it's pretty cool to the the things that we have done are with purpose. Mm -hmm. They've been talked about. It wasn't like a, oh, by the way, I just did this. Or by the way. You know what I mean? And so there's, I don't know if directness is the right word, but there's just such a, it's so It is a night and day feeling. And it's it's a great feeling. And I never knew that I could feel this way. You know? Because I struggled with my first son a lot. 
and I left when he was nine months. So I left at nine when he was nine months, and he essentially stayed with his mom from then on. How was your relationship with her? The ex-wife? Yeah. It's non-existent. She, She was severely bipolar, severe, severe bipolar, and then she was with someone who introduced her to methamphetamines. Oh, wow. And her brain has just been riddled with meth. Oh, that's unfortunate. On a real level, like oh, a goodness. real, real talk. Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't even know the last time. I, like, even I just, I was with uh, my oldest yesterday, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even know the last time he talked to his oh, mom. Oh, my gosh. And so it's... Yeah. <laughs> Her story is an even crazier story for another time. But do you look at it to where you're maybe thankful that you kind of took the initiative with with him that he is oh, not for sure. in that environment for, for sure. the better? We moved to Long Beach for him. Wow. Because he wanted to move in with us. And then that's how we were able to get him in the program that he's in now. And... S- so yeah, like there's one of those. It's weird, like not always hind- hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? But sometimes you do things and it doesn't work out, and sometimes you do something and it works out. And I'm really thankful that this one worked out. <clears throat> he has a girlfriend. Aww. He's doing well. That's like, awesome. You know, that's really awesome. Monique gets all the awkward conversations with him. Um, I found out he lost his virginity. Oh my goodness. Get it? Hey, yeah. I said, use your protection. Um, and because Mo being Mo, she's like, uh, could you imagine having a kid at your age? And he's like, nope. And he's like, yeah, welcome to your dad's life. Yeah. Like, Way to put it in perspective. I was there. like, ooh, skadoosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I think one of the most important things that I see for you, too, is that you have an amazing support group. Everything from your first son to your wife to your new son, uh, your recently born son. Technically, he is new. <laughs> You're right. He is new to the world. Um, your environment, I think, speaks a lot too. Um, but 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 you just but you also have a very like positive, powerful soul, though. I mean, not to get too hippie about that, but. You have an energy about you to where we took these birthing classes. Uh, anybody out there that uh, Brian mentioned this earlier, Bradley method or Bradley cl- classes. It's it's you know I I, I guess I always uh, equate it to the modern day Lamaze. It's not Lamaze. It's just it's just what the modern day version of it would be. Where you know you you um, take these classes with. Um, other partners and other couples out there um, to where you learn how to support each other during the birthing process. And even if you're the dad or the spouse partner, I mean, et cetera, it, et cetera, you, it you is learn the partner birthing class. Exactly. Like, you, they, you, you learn your purpose of being part of, of birth mm-hmm. and where you're not just sitting there going, uh, doctor, doctor, or, or on? midwife, uh, get over here. She's doing stuff. No, no, no. They teach you how to assess the situation and to ask questions. Um, 
think of solutions. Uh, if you want, again, if you want a doula, if you want a midwife, whatever it is. Here's the protein you're e- supposed to be eating. Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, the, you know, the positions and, and things like that to where when they're in labor, you can think about all of that and you can exercise all of that in the moment. Um, so Bradley method is, you don't again, you don't, sorry to Aaliyah, who, uh, who's our amazing Bradley method teacher, Leah, sorry, not Aaliyah, Leah. Um, you Aaliyah don't necessarily make good I, music though. She oh, really? She made great music. I did. I did Aaliyah. not know that. She oh, made- Aaliyah. Yeah. Oh, oh, rest in peace, Aaliyah. R.I.P. I'm sorry about R. Kelly. Okay. So, um, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I went there. Uh, to to our Bradley Method teacher Leah, um, you don't necessarily have to read the book. There is a book. Nobody reads it. Spoiler alert: Nobody does. You're not alone when you go to classes when you're running ten minutes late and you're trying to figure out what the last <laughs> lesson was. That the Brian's laugh is so it's so indicative that that is exactly what the what talk. the daddies and mommies. It's so true. You do not have it's okay. It's but totally okay. There's always going to be that one person who knows everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they did all the homework, and, ahead and of they time. did, and they did, and you know what's going to happen. When they're in the emergency room, nothing, and nothing. All the training. I actually reviewed. They're gonna piss my, their pants. My Bradley method notes as she was going into labor, and we had we had talked about it, and we had our birth plan, and blah blah blah. And it's sort of like that whole Mike Tyson uh, <coughs> adage: everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And that's the truth. Like, we had a plan, and we had it all out, and none of that plan went accordingly. That is so true. It's not even funny. You said Mike Tyson said that? Mm -hmm. That is so true. Because you will get punched in the face, and you're not going to know what to do. And then, But then there's the things you're like, oh, like, I tripped out about all these things, and I did all this, and I did all that, and I did, like, I really did. And I didn't need any of it. But there's going to be that one thing that you're going to totally like. That, like, don't hear me say that. Yeah. That, but it's, man, I dotted the I's, I crossed the T's, and I still wasn't ready. And, like, they just looked at me in the face, and they're like, all right, Dad, here's the thing, man. We're going to try this three times, and if it doesn't, we're running, we're rushing off. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And exactly. I understood all those words. I got them all. <laughs> and that third thing, that third little suction thing didn't work. And we were off. And, exactly. And we we were like one beat away from running. Wow. And like they're throwing scrubs at me, like in gowns and everything. Like <laughs> I was not as I'm like running and we do these like what was it twelve weeks right so yeah. three months of classes and you have this plan and it didn't work. And I was like crying the whole way to the to the C section room. She's upset. I'm upset. And they're right. like, it's gonna be fine, oh. Dad. And I'm like, yeah, it is gonna be fine. But that's not the plan. But then if you stop to think about it in a grander scale, that's kind of like parenting in a nutshell. You plan all the fuck you want. There's yeah. no true handbook. Nah. You can read all the books you want. And again, that's it. That is exactly why this podcast exists. There, you can read all the material you want. You can read the books. I read a book. My buddy sent me a book. Shouts out to whoever 
uh, wrote this book. It's called Dad's Expecting Two. I read a lot of excerpts from that book, and it's a, and it's a great book. But at the end of the day, nothing is going to compare to what you experience individually mm-hmm. as a couple, as an individual, as right. a dad in that moment. Just like Brian talked about, just like I'm talking about, they can only tell you so much, and we can only tell you so much, but we're telling you right now, right here, that there, there is an ear for you. There is a voice for you, too, to where if you think that you're alone or, oh, my God, I'm the exception to the rule. This didn't go the way as planned. I'm mm. telling you, we're telling you right now, it's okay because it never goes according to plan and, and you can't does, jump to a chapter to be like oh hey if this happened skip to page 57 right and it's like <laughs> even when it does go according to plan you're oh like even the best case scenarios some people are like they're like oh my i went into labor and then i had him six seconds later there's always some hindsight where someone's not juiced because you didn't get to go, okay, cool, I got through the transition. Boom, boom, boom. So it's like, I guess in the grand scheme, in my opinion, we're just going to do the best we can. And that's all you can ask for. Like, it's really all. Like, if you have to feed your kid strawberries all day long because that's all they want to eat, then that's a strawberry day. You know what I mean? Like, If it's, it's not broke, don't fix it. And yeah, feeding your kids strawberries is an amazing thing. It's not like you're feeding water. them cheeseburgers from McDonald's. It's okay if they're in that mood and they're just feeling it. My kid, my kid, no joke, loves carrot kraut. Carrot kraut, fermented carrot mini slices. That little guy w- will eat anything in this entire planet over any other substance. You can put meat in front of him. You can put pulled pork, nah, burger, nah, nothing. Nope. You put carrot kraut in front of my son, he will Handled. devour that. No hey. questions. Am I going to question that? Absolutely not, because it's good for him. Sounds right. good. You're going to eat that 24-7, buddy? You do you. That's all good. Here's some breast milk. Here's some carrot right, right, exactly. Handle your business. The other day, <laughs> so Monique went out of town, and... She made it a little bit easier, and so we got, like, the all-organic, pre-packaged, blah, 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 puree. <laughs> he straight spit it out on me. I was like, oh, okay. So you got to do that switcheroo. A little puree on the spoon on the back part. A little bit of pears on the front part. Look at that. Ah. And he's See? about that life. About that life. See? And dads, look at that. That That is like life hack number one, too. Sweet you, before you, the mate. All you got to do is just modify it to how how you can figure out to how to make it work. And that's that's exactly that's exactly what Brian did. Fluid. Exactly. It, parenting and children are a fluid, constant fluid situation. And we want to hear from you, too. So if any of the dads are out there, any of the spouses, I want it. We also, the other point of this podcast too, is do we want to hear from moms too? We want to hear your questions for us that maybe your spouse, your husband, your partner, maybe isn't asking, maybe is keeping that, that they're unsure of, of what to ask or whatever. Ask us. 
we'll we'll be straight up with you like my dog is in the background just straight up yapping away so ask us ask us we're definitely planning on having moms on the podcast we want to have other dads on the podcast um maybe bring in some of our dads that that'd be awesome so dads moms dad be awesome and dad there we go my bad (laughs) ask us let us know let us know your thoughts that's exactly what we're here for so i don't know in closing um i don't know if you have anything else to say i got nothing just hit us up please that that's exactly what we're here for um you know, we still have yet to figure out a name. Uh, we got a third member, Steve, who's not here right now. He will be back. Um, we heard from him last week. Talk about his upbringing, my upbringing as well. So anybody anywhere out there, hit us up. Uh, again, we haven't figured out a name. But once we get this up, uh, I'm sure we will blast out the actual social handles and email account, all that good stuff. So we want to hear from everybody, moms, dads, partners, Anybody like anybody that's in the if parenting you got a game, baby. <laughs> want to hear from him too? You know, that's exactly yeah. If your kid can talk, we want to hear from them. <laughs> so, uh, this is uh, this has been Brian and Rick. Yes, for whatever tentatively speaking, uh, the Dad Cave Now podcast, and uh, we'll see you in a bit. <laughs>